Hello everybody, it's time for another Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast. Sam Zickman, good evening. With both Redden and Zickman not overly pleased with the results on the weekend, my friend. No, well, David, good to be with you to talk NFL, but I'll tell you what, for the second, only the second time this season, yep. uh, my Cowboys have gone down and yes, not another... Not another pretty result for our teams, unfortunately, but you know what? That doesn't matter because we get to talk NFL. It's a wonderful league and very much looking forward to having a, having a discussion about it. Some very interesting results, and I think the, the real winners out of the whole weekend were the Tennessee Titans, and we will talk about that. They are looking very, very good, and when you consider their best players not even there, they are looking dangerous. Going back all the way back to um, Friday night or Friday morning football, a very entertaining game, Indianapolis 45, the New York Jets 30. The Falcons with a last-second field goal did some serious damage to the Saints. Fancy Tampa, Sam, having a bye and going a game ahead um, in the NFC South. The Atlanta 27, the Saints 25. It's been a pretty good couple of weeks of sport in Atlanta. The Broncos 30 um, over the Cowboys 16, and the Cowboys scored a few points late, so... Very impressive from Denver. And that AFC West is very competitive. New England starting to really put some games together. They've won four of their last five. They pogoed the Panthers 24-6 and knocked Sam Darnold out of football for a while with a microfracture on his shoulder blade. The Vikings actually put up a decent fight against the Ravens. This went deep into overtime with the Ravens scoring a very light overtime with less than two minutes ago, 34-31 over my Vikings in Baltimore. The Cleveland Browns put a real statement out there, 41-16. First game without Odell Beckham there, and they wristled the Bengals. And that game was in Cincinnati. The Buff, I cannot believe this. This result's bizarre. Jacksonville 9, Buffalo 6. Explain that one to me. I do not understand where that's come from. Second win of the season for the Jaguars. I can't say much more than that is a superb defensive effort, but gee, I'd like to know what actually happened. The Dolphins 17 over the Texans 9 in the Who Cares Bowl. The Giants, surprising. They've won four of their last games over the Raiders. 23-16 over Las Vegas, doing some serious damage to the Raiders. The Chargers, with a last-second field goal, beat the Eagles 27-24 in a game. Sam and I thought would be very close in, in Philadelphia. In, a very, in an outstanding defensive performance by both sides, the Chiefs 13 over the Packers 7 at Arrowhead. Jordan Love's first game of football for Green Bay. The Cardinals are the best team in football at the moment by a record 31-17 over the Niners in Santa Clara. The Los Angeles Rams 16 got um, defeated by the Tennessee Titans 28. That game at SoFi Stadium. Two interceptions, five sacks. They had a very big day out, the Titans. And in the final game, which is actually very, very entertaining, the Steelers just got home 29-27 over Chicago in Monday Night Football um, next to the Three Rivers at Heinz uh, Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Sam, where do we start? Let's go. Let's have a look, first of all, at a very good performance by the Atlanta Falcons over the New Orleans Saints 27-25. Last second field goal there as time expired. Great performance by Atlanta. It was. It was a really good performance. What was nice to see. A bit of, uh, bit of vintage Matt Ryan action going on in this game. I thought he looked, he looked very good. Matty Ice, he was solid. You know, over 340 yards passing couple of touchdowns, no interceptions. Really, really good to see because New Orleans are not a not an easy team to knock off. You know, obviously James Winston's gone down for the year, but you know, um, you know, Trevor Simeon put up a pretty solid performance when he came in in, in relief uh, of Winston last week, and he was serviceable again. You know, twenty five of forty one, two forty nine, two touchdowns as well. 
Uh, good to see Taysom Hill back out there. I think yep. he'll weave himself um, back into the offense very nicely over the next couple of weeks. Um, overall, I was just quite impressed with um, with yeah, the performance across the board from Atlanta. That they were um, most look mostly in the air. I, I can't say I was impressed with their running game because it was pretty much non-existent. But I, I thought that their receiving core were really good. They had quite quite a few options. You know, Cordell Patterson continues to surprise me with his performances in Atlanta. You know, he's He's almost coming coming back to, to what was expected of him when he came into the draft many years ago and never quite reached those heights. Um, Kyle Pitts, uh, the one that me and you were very interested in the preseason, David, is you know finding himself on the end of you know three, four, five receptions a week. This was a probably a lower reception week for him, but a good amount of yards. Um, yeah, overall, really solid from the Falcons. A good win because it's not easy to knock off the Saints, uh, even with a backup quarterback. Um, but yeah, good good win. They managed to hold Alvin Kamara, um, you know, relatively quiet on the ground. He was okay in the receiving game, but um, at the end of it, a close win and a, and a deserving win for the Falcons. The word is on Patterson that he has enormous trouble learning playbooks. He finds it extremely difficult. He's bounced around the league. I reckon he's won at least one Super Bowl with in the evil Foxborough Empire. He was a Minnesota Viking, I reckon, when he was drafted. Um, he's blindingly quick, and you're right, he is finding a home for himself in Atlanta, but I'm sure he's won one of those Super Bowls, either against Seattle or maybe even, uh, who did they beat in the last one? Um, LA. I reckon he played in one of those two Super Bowl wins for New New, New England. New England will like plug and play there for a while with you know LeGarrette Bunt, Blunt and a few other guys they'll plug him into their offense. Yep. Patterson was an interesting one because, yeah, you're right, he came into the Vikings, there, there were huge raps on him, and, and effectively he turned into a punt returner, which probably goes to that story of him struggling with a playbook because he's quick, he's, you know, he, he's a big man uh, for how quick he is, is is surprising, but he is quick, he's agile, but yeah, he found himself just returning punts and, and bounced around the league a little bit, but yeah, he's maybe found a found a, a really nice home there, and I'm sure that um, Matty Ryan's enjoying having him in Atlanta. Indeed, Sammy, um, a very very impressive performance in Arlington by the Denver Broncos in what is a very competitive AFC West, thirty to sixteen over Dallas, and a couple of some late points from Dallas. The Broncos really put the cleaners through them. It was a it was a game that was almost set up in the first quarter or so with. And look, obviously being a Cowboys supporter, I'll, I'll say it was some unfortunate luck for the Cowboys. But really, the Broncos were too strong and, and Teddy Bridgewater just did a great job controlling the game. Uh, Melvin Gordon was exceptional, especially in the big moments, and, and Javante Williams. But what happened in the first half was Dallas went for, look, probably, I think it was three fourth down opportunities, fourth and one, and missed out. And, and two for their first two drives of the game. when they, they could have probably kicked field goals, although Zerline's certainly not been uh, impressive and... Might find himself on IR or, or out this week. Um, I think he's got COVID. He's got COVID. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's unfortunately. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. But I guess we'll find out about these vaccination statuses. Whether he's he's out for a few weeks. But, but just yeah, on an, just as an adjunct, yeah. vaccination status are one of the hottest subjects in the NFL at the moment. It's huge. It's huge. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers being at the at the absolute centre of it. But and then there was an odd play, David. I don't know whether you caught it, but. Um, First play of the, oh, first, sorry, first drive of the second half, the Cowboys were still in it. They were down 16 points. Um, the Broncos got the ball, and anyway, Dallas gets a sack, and, and they, they get to fourth down, and it's deep, deep in the, obviously, the Denver end. Anyway, block punt, and you think, okay, Cowboys are going to get it here. Um, Denver 
recovered the fell on the ball. But what had actually happened was the, the, the ball had actually been touched by a hand and then hit a cowboy beyond the line of scrimmage, which in NFL effectively means it's a muff punt. And at that point, the ball's live. So Denver falls on it. And instead of it being Cowboys first and first and goal almost, it actually went from Denver fourth down to Denver first down, and Denver proceeded to take six minutes off the clock and kick a field goal. Oh, because the ball went over the line. Oh, I'm understand. So if that happens behind the line, it's not. Ah, oh. no, I didn't see that. But that 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 I explained as soon as you said it had gone past the line of scrimmage. I'm thinking, okay, there's a black line or on there's a blue line on the screen that that you see on the coverage. That is the line of scrimmage, and that's everything in football. You've got to pass behind it. But in this case, because the, the ball went over that, oh, and then it's it... Yeah, effectively at that point, it's like the Dallas Cowboys... Um, football. Catching the ball and then dropping it and Denver diving on and getting the ball. Because what's happened is it's... Because normally with a, with a blocked punt, it kind of gets blocked well behind the line of scrimmage, but it's kind of scrubbed through the hands and then hit a Dallas player, and he wasn't even playing at the ball. Um, Denver, whether they knew the rule or not, dived on it. The, the Cowboys expected, okay, our footy, but no. And it was only, I would say, a quarter of a yard over the line of scrimmage. So really unfortunate oh. for the Cowboys. Because uh, it, it could have potentially been, you know, 16-8, 16-7, you know, 14-minute mark of the, the third quarter. But instead, um, you know, a, a six-minute drive ensured. And, and look, credit, I shouldn't take any credit away from Denver. They played really well. Um the Dallas defense, which, you know, especially with Diggs getting a lot of interceptions, had been, you know, certainly given a lot of credit, but it felt like as a Dallas supporter, having watched them every week, they were still a little bit porous, and I think they showed it They showed it in this game, and two late touchdowns really made this look closer than it was. So credit to Denver, good win, and, and they're back in the mix now. They certainly are. Oh, that AFC West is highly competitive. I'll talk a little bit later about some of the tipping that I've seen on ESPN this week, but they... every. Most people think the Chargers or most people think the Chargers will win that division, but we'll wait and see. The Patriots beat the Panthers twenty four six. Sam Darnold's got a, crook, a fracture in his shoulder. Patriots going along all right. They've got a tough draw coming home, but they are very competitive and they're not that far behind. Buffalo will be furious with their result, given that um, New England won. But no, they're going okay. The Patriots. Mac Jones is protecting the football. They're not flashy, but. Belichick will be thrilled with giving up six points. That, that would make him the happiest about that win, these six points in an NFL game. He's a superb defensive effort. Yeah, wonderful. And look, it was nothing special on either side of the ball. In fact, Sam Darnold, despite the fact that he, you know, 16 to 33, he, he, was, you know, he was probably the one slinging the ball because Mac Jones was just controlling the game. And, and credit to him, he, he, when he needs to, he does pass the ball and he, and he gets... Receptions he did against the Cowboys a few weeks ago. In this particular game, he just controlled the game. You know, 12 of 18, 139 yards. Didn't have to do anything, but it was a defensive battle. And like you said, the Patriots are just you know, a bit of a dark horse with how solid their defense is at the moment. And, you know, Mac Jones is really, really serviceable for, for a rookie. We spoke earlier about the Ravens and the Vikings having a cracking game of football, 65 points between them. I'm quite proud of the Vikings taking 31 off the Ravens and going forward the Ravens' defense, which has always been their pillar, is a real worry, and I reckon that might cost him at the end of the season, as brilliant as Lamar Jackson is. 34-31 Ravens. The Browns, in a very impressive performance over the Bengals, belting them by 25 points. Baker Mayfield having a good day out. Um, obviously, they've fixed up that problem between he and Beckham. Beckham is now gone, and is a free agent, and interestingly, he's been tipped to go to Green Bay, which I think is... Ver- Aaron Rodgers would be 
praying for that because that starts to give him, if, as long as he can pull his head in, that gives them some serious weaponry where I think one of the problems that um, Rogers had with the front office is they, they recruited Love instead of giving another offensive weapon. Um, the Jaguars over the Bills, we spoke about it earlier, so I won't belay the issue here. S- sensational performance by the Jags. You might think that 9-6 is a boring old game of football. I can guarantee that in northeast Florida, they will be thrilled because that's a massive win. They've had a couple of wins now, one in London and one at home. That's huge beating Buffalo. Buffalo now, now 5-3. and three. The Dolphins beat the Texans 17-9. The Texans will probably win, get number one draft pick. Great win by the New York football giants, 23-16 over the Raiders, who are probably coming down off an emotional high, winning two games straight after losing John Gruden. The Chargers um, did enough. We tipped that this game would be close. 27-24, the Chargers just squeaking home against a gallant Philadelphia side. I don't think Philadelphia are a bad side, but they've got no chance of making the playoffs. The Chiefs, um, 13-7, did enough to win over the Packers in, um, in Kansas City. Of course, the Packers without Aaron Rodgers because he tested positive for COVID after being unvaccinated, which is just bizarre for me. You would think that despite your beliefs, when you're being paid $25 or $30 million a year, you just get the jab. Um, And this is the same issue that I've got, Sam, if I can talk about this with you. I won't talk about the AFL because that's a bit close to the bone, but I can talk about the NRL because we're just watchers of that. There's players out, there's 25 players in the NRL that aren't vaccinated. And it may cost them the careers because they're not able to play in Melbourne. They're not able to play in Queensland. And you you just wonder. You just get the jab, surely. Especially if you're being paid four, five, six hundred grand a year. Isn't it worth it? Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of oddities going on in world sport at the moment. Obviously, you know, close to our home, the NRL's got issues. I mean, there's, there's been reports that are basically coming out daily about AFL players at the moment. You know, you've got cases like Kyrie Irving over in the States. You know, superstar for the Brooklyn Nets, hit, you know, being a Cavaliers supporter, hit one of the biggest shots ever to win, to win a win a title for the Cavs back in Game Seven, 2016. So he's an absolute superstar. He's not playing. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. It's just really interesting how we've gotten to this position. And Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline. He's a very important part of Dallas's of Dallas's structure. Well, credit to the sporting bodies who have, you know had to deal with players' associations and the like to get these rules in because it's ultimately sending the right message to the community, which is, you know, we're all in this together. And, and again, we don't want to want to push our views on people. They're no. their own decisions. But, yeah, it does seem like an oddity when, you, when you're playing professional sport uh, and you're being paid incredibly well to do it. But ultimately, um, each to their own with these, with these decisions. The Cardinals 31-17 over the Niners. The Cardinals rolling from strength to strength. Um, going along quite nicely, eight and one in what is a competitive division. The Titans doing some damage to the Rams, twenty-eight sixteen. A very, very good performance. Uh, they've got a couple of running backs they can go to now, who are second tier underneath Henry, who's just all world. But that's an excellent performance by Tennessee. There's no other way around it, Sam. That's a brilliant win at SoFi. And for mine, I can see the Tennessee Titans finishing in the top three of the final seven in the AFC. Uh, they continue on. They don't make too many mistakes. Tannehill's pretty careful with the football, and they've got an excellent defence. That's just a wonderful win. It really is. Yeah, I think those last two wins you mentioned in particular were really, really impressive. So firstly, the Cardinals, who knocked off San Fran, so they've done that without Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy, you know, original draft pick from the, the Browns back in the day, um, you know, 22 or 26, 249. I mean, even Christian Kirk, the receiver, was throwing for 33 yards with one pass. So... You know, that's a pretty good, um, and obviously 
DeAndre Hopkins is out as well for um, for the Cardinals. So considering they've done that without Kyler, to look a reasonable team in San Fran, a team that a lot of people thought will play playoffs is a really good sign. Um, so I would say Cardinals are almost elevated to the to the top for me at the moment based on based on how they're playing and, and what the defense is doing. And then you're right, the Titans. Um, you know, I was probably questioning how they would go. I think you were probably a bit more on their side, David. So good, good work by you. I, was, I wasn't sure how they would go against the Rams um, without Derrick Henry. I wasn't even sure whether they could hold up with their playoff spot for that. They proved me wrong on the weekend. They were really solid. Um, look, plug and play. Um, Adrian Peterson rolls up, touchdown, which was nice to see uh, from the future Hall of Famer, um, Adrian Peterson. So he, he's jumped in to take over some some rushes, but obviously without Derek Henry there. And we know that, you know, the Rams are a superstar team with, with superstar players in a, in a in a coliseum that's just unbelievable to watch football in. I mean, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say coliseum. That'll throw people off. There's game. one of those down the road, actually. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I shouldn't use that terminology. We'll just, we'll just call it by its name. But it's so far, Stadium is it's an impressive place. And, you know, they've got Von Miller coming back in. So I think the, the Rams will be okay, 7-2, uh, and two, so they're still right there. But... Yeah, interesting times. Loving what Arizona are doing. Loving what Tennessee is doing. And it really is just an enthralling season with some odd results thrown in as well. I mean, who knows what the Ravens and Bengals are doing on a weekly basis? It's just hard to, hard to get a form line on those two. And yep. then, you know, you've, you've got some teams like the Patriots and, um, you know, even the Jags. I was really impressed with the Jags. They've, they've won two in a row and they're, you know, they're playing some good football. So as we always know, the NFL is such an intriguing sport. You just don't know what you're going to get each week. And the teams that had the bye were Washington, Tampa, Detroit. Probably Detroit needed it. Um, there's also a team that could get their 952nd first, first uh, number one draft pick and their saddle, Seahawks. So we'll um, go to over to week 10 and uh, run through the draw. Some intriguing games here again. There's always... With the, 30, the 32 teams playing, there's always some interest. The Dolphins host the Ravens in Thursday night footy, and um, Ravens need to win that one to continue on. The Bills host the Jets in, in, at, at, the, um, at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Um, Bills really need to win. The Jets have been okay in the last few weeks. The Buccaneers head to Washington, where they played, a, if my memory is correct, they played, they were a wild card and played a, the first finalist last year. Um in what may have been Tyler, Taylor Heineke's first full game at quarterback. That is my memory in the wet. And that was actually the Buccaneers' toughest um, game of the of the finals. Washington gave them a little bit of uh, a hurry up. The, the Cowboys, another game in Arlington. They host the um, suddenly dangerous Atlanta Falcons. The Saints, oh, this is a huge game. New Orleans at Tennessee. Wow. Not the game the Saints would have wanted coming off a loss an unexpected loss to Hotlander. This game's in Nashville, and the Titans will be looking for another win there. The Jaguars and the Colts play at Lucas Oil Stadium, and uh, the Colts with a chance to get back to 500. The Steelers host the Lions. Uh, that should be comfortable. This is this next game is really interesting at Foxborough. Cleveland and New England, that could be one of the games of the, of the round. The Minnesota Vikings, after a heartbreaking loss to Baltimore, oh, they've got a lovely little game. They head to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. That's so fine. No, thank you. The Panthers head to Zona to play the Cardinals. and the, Without Sam Darnold, the Cardinals will be even, uh, odds on there. The Eagles have the, have the Broncos at mile high and Denver going along at five and four very nicely. The Seahawks head to Green Bay. Some conjecture that Rodgers will play, some conjecture he won't. Um, Russ, it looks like Wilson's back from that finger injury early, which makes that game completely different on the betting. 
and the ch oh wow, look at this game. <laughs> the late game across America. Kansas City in Las Vegas at that magnificent Death Star in Las Vegas. Suddenly it becomes a huge game and the Chiefs actually, after starting the season poorly, could be six and four at the end of this weekend. And yeah, Monday in the mix for Odell Beckham Jr. So that, that they are one of the teams being mentioned. I think I've seen Chiefs. Chiefs, Packers, Saints, I think, were the three that were coming up in the press. The Monday Night Football game um, uh, is at Santa, in Santa Clara. It's an interesting one for the Rams. They must win. Uh, Los Angeles Rams playing the 49ers in, in Santa Clara. The interesting games all through here. Um, Tampa need to keep winning after the loss last week. They need to go to 7-2. and two. They'd back themselves there against Washington, I would think. The Bills would certainly back themselves. They have to against New York. They've got to get back on back on the horse there. The Ravens would be even money favourites to go in and beat the Dolphins. Um, although the Dolphins won last week, they only beat Houston, and Houston couldn't beat Alabama at the moment. Might add, Alabama's not even the best team in college football at the moment. Um, Georgia are clearly favourites, Sam, in the NCAA, clearly for mine. The Falcons and the Cowboys, would you agree with that? They are, yeah, they are so chock full of NFL talent. <laughs> Georgia? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, oh. It's, it's almost, it's like that. They would, I don't know, it's actually tough to say if it would actually happen, but they, they feel like they could mix it. Uh, I've, I've got no doubts that they would be not scared about playing half a dozen of these NFL sides. I really don't. They are chock full of talent. They're phenomenal on both sides of the ball, and their, their uh, defense is magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm really, keen. in the early games for me, Browns Patriots. I think that's a, oh. a really good look that one just to see because the Browns are a little bit up and down as well, and the Patriots are on a trajectory of going up. Uh, so yeah, really keen to see that one. In the late, it, it really depends on what happens with the quarterbacks here. If, if uh, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers can play, well, that that game between the Seahawks and the Packers is a showstopper. If they're not there, then you know you probably pass on that one and, and just hang out for the Chiefs and the Raiders later on. I'm just going on while you're talking to. Do the always interesting Green Bay forecast in the in 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 uh, mid November. Uh, it will probably be cold. There you go, uh, Sunday. There you are. It is getting cold. So it's the Sunday's temperature is minus four to four in Celsius, which for this time of year is quite normal. But you can see what happens. We've been talking about this when things start getting cold, um, and that's a game being played on natural grass in round or about freezing weather. So it, it's a Are we big. Get, you're, more, you're more familiar with American weather than me, David. Are we going to get snow at that type of temperature? Uh, look, it's actually in the forecast is flurries. So yes, is the answer. Like a twelve degrees to, today, but then it goes to five to six to four to four. So if there's a real cold snap there, and there are flurries picked, uh, tipped. Um, Seattle's not a warm place by any means, but it's generally wet rather than snowy. Um, and that's that's actually, if you're going to play in Green Bay, if someone offered you four degrees Celsius, you'd probably take it. Because my goodness, going there in the, the, in the back half of the season in the finals, when the grass is brown and it's minus 15, is a whole different world. But they'll be cold. They'll have on the big jackets. 
and they'll do everything they can. Interestingly for mine is that that game is in Seattle's time zone rather than being uh, really early. That's later on. That's an afternoon game. That will suit the Seahawks a lot. Um, so what I'm, you're saying is uh, Odell Beckham is going to watch this game, see the snowflowers and go, you know what, I'll play in Tampa. Yeah, but he's been playing. He's, he's two clubs previously, the New York Giants and then the Cleveland Browns, and that's not exactly warm weather, although he is actually from Dallas. Um, his father played in and really, if there's a Netflix drama or, or it's a KO drama about um, a high school called Carter High School in Dallas, if you ever yeah, get a chance. Yeah, that's the, um, what's the, um, Another one you're talking about, yeah. It's it's about a team that won and then they got pinged on academic, uh, dodgy academic things and yeah, got yeah, kicked yeah. out of the season. Well, Odell Beckham Sr. is in the, those videos playing for another high school. Is he? Yeah, he, that's where he's from. He play, I think Odell Beckham played for Marshall High School and okay. I'm pretty confident he played against them in that season. So, fascinating video. Chiefs and the Raiders is a cracking game of footy. Both sides with a lot at stake. Can the Chiefs finally... Yeah, as Sam said a minute ago, everybody, the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are five and four is a dead set miracle. I do not know how they've done that. That's amazing. Um, the Rams and the 49ers to finish off the rounds, quite interesting. But the Rams at seven two would be expecting to beat the Niners three and five. Divisional rivals don't like each other much. Not too far away from each other. That will be interesting. But that late, that very late game on national television, the Raiders and the Chiefs at the Death Star at Allegiant Stadium, that could be a cracking game. Um, and Sam, I think you're. Do Atlanta worry you as a Cowboys fan, or is it is it a, look is it a game that is generally six and two versus four and four, and they'd be expected to win? Yeah, I would. I would like to think that we're in pretty good shape um, if we can just right the ship based on yeah kind of the way we played last week. It's a worry, but. Oh, look, especially with the form line of the two teams. You'd say that Atlanta come in with better form last week. I would expect the Cowboys to be a little bit too strong. I think that we should be able to hold up in the in the secondary against the Falcons. I know we talked about Cordell Patterson, but that, that's the worry for us. I think we should hold up. Um, I, like, I like Zeke Elliott at home more than I like him on the road. So I feel like the, the Cowboys should win, but I wouldn't be confident that it will be you know more than a three- to seven-point game. Saints and the Titans is a cracking game of football in Nashville. Goodness me, that's going to be an interesting game. Um, that has the potential to be a not overly high-scoring game, actually. Both of those defences pride themselves on keeping the others out. That could be a really interesting game, actually. Um, the, as Sam said, the Browns and the Patriots, that's a, that is actually one of the games of the whole round. That's been played at Foxborough. And a real test for the Patriots. They've had a very good last month. Now they come against a side that are potentially very, very dangerous. Sam, I was reading an article earlier, just doing a bit of preparation, and uh, this ESPN article, Tipping Teams, and the, the article seemed to be quite uh, across the board of the experts they spoke to, as saying that they expect Arizona and Tampa to take the top two seeds um, in the NFC. But, of course, in a, in, a, in a final seven, the seed number one actually get a rest. That's it. But I don't know who that is. Was that me or you this time, Sam? I don't have any music on mine. I'm not sure what happens. Um, This is the problem when you've got a... No, it wasn't me this time, which is a nice change. Um, And then in the AFC, uh, they're talking... uh, The the tips are... And it's very, very close. Um, But the tipping was that the Chargers will take the number one seed. They're looking at their draw. They think they're going to finish 13 and 4 or 12 and 5. Um, 
alongside a couple of sides. And right at the death there will be um, Baltimore will be in the mix, Buffalo as well. But the, the tipsters are saying that Zona and Los An- the Los Angeles Chargers may get the week off with Tampa finishing second and getting 2v7. Two v- two v- so, um, look, in, there, there's Not some interesting... The old LA Derby, a chance, they suggest. Oh, wouldn't that be a freakish occurrence if the Los Angeles teams played at their own home ground in a Super Bowl? That'd be amazing. For mine, I I think Arizona are going to take some serious stopping, particularly when Kyler and Hopkins get back. The AFC is a lot more cloudy for me, a lot more. Um, I think Tennessee will win. I thought, well, Tennessee will win their division. Uh, Dallas will win their division because they're not a bad side and the others are pretty ordinary. The AFC West is fascinating. The NFC West which we all thought would be really tough. There's actually now some separation between the top two sides. There's no doubt in my mind that there'll be two sides from the AFC West go in. I think the AFC North might have two sides go in, but who they are, I don't know um, because they've all got a shot. I think Baltimore might win, but who the second team is, I just don't know. Um, That's such a good position because any team on their day could win against the other. So it's just hard to know because Baltimore, although they're six and two, their two losses were not great uh, and they've had some close wins as well. I probably trust I probably trust the Ravens and the Browns the most, just because I'm not sure about the Steelers' longevity down the stretch with Big Ben. I just feel like he really, and obviously, you know, they're eleven and zero and then slowed up to a crawl. I, I worry about the Steelers, um, so I think potentially Ravens and Browns just. But I actually really like what the Bengals do too. So that's that's a great division of footy. It is, and there's some others like the AFC South is actually pretty ordinary at the moment. A couple of ordinary sides in there. Indianapolis showing flickering signs of being a reasonable side. Wentz getting back something closer to what he once was. Um, but look, right now you would think that Arizona is certainly one of the favourites to be in conference finals. I think they're the, they're the most clear out in there. And it is a distinct possibility that Arizona, Los Angeles and Tampa, will one of those, two of those three might be in the uh, NFC conference final. I think they're the best sides in the NFC. Um, Green Bay, if Rodgers get, can get back to full health, who knows, particularly if they end up playing finals. And Green Bay's already beat their, been to Arizona and beat them. So it, very interesting about halfway through. We're not far away from the big Thanksgiving weekend where Dallas always play on Thanksgiving Thursday at home, which is a massive day of football. I was actually in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day and the football was on in Evan. We didn't go, but it's a big day out of football on Thanksgiving, on what is Thanksgiving Friday here, Sammy. That's not too far away. No, it's always a nice day. That's a good one to you know, sit down if you can. If you can sneak a day's leave, it's not a bad day to take it. No, because I think it's three consecutive games of football in different time zones. Sam, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking NFL with you. I look forward to catching. We had a bit of a we had a break last week, but it's great to be back in and talking footy again with you. I really uh, missed missed having our catch up last week. And uh, was there anything further you want to talk about before we finished it off for this evening? No, I think we covered it off really well. It's been such an interesting week. It's you know the NFL is such a such a challenging game. These teams have injuries and they, it's how they ride them. And yeah, I was really impressed with how a couple of teams, in particular Titans and the, and the Cardinals, rode those, those injury waves. And yeah, let's see what happens with these quarterbacks um, out there uh, at the frozen tundra on, on the weekend. So no, great to chat and looking forward to uh, catching up with you next week. On behalf of Sam Zickman, this is David Redden. That's been the Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast uh, for Armistice Day. Uh, a massive cheer out to everybody uh, in, in Australia that is serving or has served for those of you that sacrificed yourself for our way of living. Um, today is the 103rd anniversary of the treaty, signing of the Treaty of Versailles in, in Paris to end the Great War, the First World War. 
Um, 55,000 Australians lost their life too. So all of them, we salute you. And to all diggers past and present, thank you so much for giving yourself up to serve, to make our country the best country in the world. So on behalf of Sam himself, thank you very much. And to all the diggers out there, cheerio. On behalf of Sam and David, take care. Bye-bye.